0: Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Chief Sean Barnes s h o n b a r n e s. I'm the chief of police for the Madison Police Department. Um, before we begin, let me say that um, the past 48 hours have been unusually busy uh, for public safety workers here uh, in Dane County and the surrounding areas. Uh, we're still working through uh, power outages, uh, sudden heat wave impending storms uh, that hit our uh, area the late in the late afternoon. And so we're, our thoughts and prayers are certainly with those persons who may be without power and those who may have been affected uh, by storm. So I wanted to begin uh, certainly by saying that uh, and certainly to all our public safety workers, our police, fire, EMS, and those people, persons who still have to work uh, despite those things. Uh, there are two significant cases in which we will brief uh, our public this afternoon. The first case involves a kidnapping and subsequent murder, uh, which began in Madison and concluded in Columbia County. The second is a vehicle crash and subsequent uh, apprehension at the Marcus Theater on Big Skyway. That incident will be briefed by assistant chief Brian Austin. On 6 15 uh, 2022 at about six twenty-eight AM. Madison police officers were dispatched to the area of Williamson Street and South Fee Street in reference to a domestic disturbance involving a male and a female. One of the first officers on scene observed a vehicle appearing to be driving towards a male if, if they were trying to run that male over. As the incident unfolded, the vehicle ended up driving over a curb and struck a home in the 400 block of South Ingersoll Street after narrowly missing the mail. Officers attempted to contact the mail, but he subsequently fled on foot while the driver was detained. The mail was detained a few blocks away from the scene. He was uninjured. As the investigation unfolded, officers received information that the parties and crashed vehicles had been involved in a kidnapping that occurred during the early morning hours on 6-14-2022. A handgun was found inside the crashed vehicle, and the vehicle was believed to be belonging to the kidnapped victim. Further investigation led investigators to believe that the kidnapping occurred in the 300 block of North Brook Street and may have resulted in a homicide in Columbia County. A search warrant was served at that location, and a subsequent person was arrested, Laura M. Johnson. Patrol officers, officers with our gang, neighborhood crime abatement team, and detectives from the Central Division and the Violent Crime Units and the Columbia County Sheriff's Office all worked together initially to investigate this case. The male in the initial disturbance was identified as Jesse J. Freeburg, 28 years old, and the female was identified as J. Kenya K. Patty, 21 years old. Freeburg was arrested initially for a probation hold and charges for aris- resisting arrests and kidnapping has been requested. Kidnapping charges. Uh, the, the spelling of those names we can provide to you at the end of, of this um, press conference. The following uh, details that I'm going to give you now are provided were provided to me by the Columbia County Sheriff's Office prior to this press conference. The Columbia County Sheriff's Office will be the lead agency for this homicide, and any questions related to that portion of the events should be directed to their public information officer. The Columbia County Sheriff's Office was able to confirm that the vehicle belonging to the kidnapped victim entered the city of Portage during the early morning hours of 6-14-2022. Detectives from the Columbia County Sheriff's Office Portage Police Department, now our department, worked collectively to investigate uh, leads in this case. Numerous areas of the city of Portage and Lewiston Township were searched. After an extensive search, investigators lo- located a deceased male in the Lewiston Township area in the early morning and early evening hour, excuse me, of 6-15-2022. Uh, This person matched the kidnapped person's description. The male was pronounced deceased at the scene by the Columbia County Medical Examiner's Office. Preliminary investigations reveal the deceased was assaulted, bound, and placed in his own vehicle in Madison, where he was transported to the rural Lewiston Township. Once outside of Portage on Clapston Road, near State Highway 16, The victim was removed from his vehicle and shot with a handgun. The suspects then left the scene with the victim's vehicle and returned to Madison where they discarded personal items belonging to the victims. The three suspects are all being held for Columbia County on homicide charges as they are as following Jesse J. Freeberg, age 28, is being held for first degree intentional homicide. Jakenya K. Patty, age 21, is being held for for excuse me, party to a first degree intentional homicide. Laura M. Johnson, 38, is being held for party to a crime, first degree homicide. The name of the victim, of course, has been withheld pending notification of the next of kin and the autopsy per usual protocol. Uh, there is no current danger to the community and all three suspects are in jail. The Columbia County Sheriff's Office uh, would like to remind the community uh, that this is an active fluid and ongoing investigation and no additional details of the homicide will be released today. Additional charges are expected after their investigation is completed. I would like to thank the, Cl- the Columbia County Sheriff's Office, the Portage Police Department, the Columbia County Medical Examiner's Office, the Wisconsin Department of Justice Crime Laboratory Evidence Response Team, the Columbia County Highway Department, and your dedicated public servants here at the Madison Police Department. At this time, Assistant Chief Austin will give a briefing on the Beltline crash and theater evacuation, after which time we'll take a few questions and uh, because there are two things that we're talking about, if you want to do some one-offs just after that, I think there'll be time if you have time to do that. Chief. Thank
1: you. Good afternoon. It was obviously a very busy day for uh, public safety personnel in Madison, um, along with these incidents and the severe weather, which we continue to see. Um, but a lot of good work was done um, on these incidents. So I want to brief you on um, an event that occurred shortly after 6 p.m. yesterday on Madison's west side. At approximately 6.04 p.m. yesterday, MPD officers were dispatched to a, re- a report of a single vehicle roll-over crash on the Beltline um, near Mineral Point Road. Uh, witnesses reported that five occupants ran from that vehicle after the crash, um, officers arrived on scene and determined that the vehicle involved um, was a vehicle that had previously been reported as stolen. Officers found it, found a loaded handgun inside the vehicle and learned that the people who ran from the vehicle um, ran into Marcus Point Cinema on Big Sky Drive. Um, as they uh, were investigating, they we um, were told further that the individuals that ran into the theater complex ran into an occupied movie theater within the cinema complex. Um, multiple MPD officers responded to that location. Uh, the specific theater in question was safely evacuated by officers. And um, patrol personnel and, uh, uh, were assisted by the MPD SWAT team, uh, members of the SWAT team, uh, to assist in locating these individuals. Um, All five subjects were located hiding behind the theater screen in various locations. Uh, They were located using traditional search methods that that police usually do, and also technological uh, methods as well, including the use of an interior drone um, by by members of our SWAT team. These individuals were safely taken into custody without injury to them, uninvolved customers of the theater or officers, and were evaluated promptly by the Madison Fire Department paramedics uh, due to the nature of the car crash in which they had been involved in. Four of the five individuals were juveniles ranging in ages from 14 to 16. The fifth individual was 17 years old. Members of the Madison Police Department Violent Crime Unit are investigating the possible connection of this event to uh, a shots fired event, a shooting that occurred on Reitz Road earlier uh, yesterday, approximately 1 p.m. yesterday. That investigation is still ongoing and we won't be providing any additional details regarding that at this time. I will say that the incident yesterday evening represented a fantastic um, example of teamwork between MPD patrol personnel, um, district staff, MPD SWAT resources, and we were also assisted by a crisis negotiator from the Dane County Sheriff's Office who happened to be in the area at the time and promptly responded to assist in uh, negotiating to get these suspects into custody. Um, that teamwork allowed for a safe um, resolution, an excellent resolution to a situation uh, that was rather dangerous and, and pretty chaotic given the nature of the business and the time of day.
0: So since he's already there, why don't we? Um, if you have any questions uh, for him, we'll we'll do that. Uh, then I'll take a few questions. Just keep in mind that um, it's, if it's related to the homicide, we're going to save that for the Columbia County Sheriff's Office. Um, if I can't answer it, I will. And then if you want to do a couple of one-offs, we can do that as well. What part of town was the car originally stolen from, and when?
1: Um, I don't actually know what side of town the car was stolen from. I'll find out, and I can, I can get that to you after the press conference. The drone that was used to find them, can you give us more details on that and how it was deployed? Um, it's, it's a part of the equipment of the MPD SWAT team. We've got a number of technological resources which we can employ, which um, allows us to not send officers into an area um, that, that we're unsure about and allows us um, a, a lot of flexibility in terms of searching for suspects prior to, to going in and physically doing that. Um, and it, it's something we've, we've had for some time now and, and was obviously quite successful yesterday. How often is the drone used for searching for suspects? Um, it, it really depends on the physical environment and whether the environment's kind of conducive to that. Um, it, so it, it's kind of up to the, the individual team leaders and operators of the drones to determine whether it'd be something which would be useful in that particular situation. Um, but given the size of the theater yesterday, um, given the fact that there was kind of a screen blocking, um, our view of these, these people has determined that it would be um, a, a good idea and, and safer to send the drone in to, to look for them prior to officers going in there.
0: Was MPD able to communicate with staff
1: in, inside the theater as to kind of what they should be doing? Yeah, we. I. That obviously this unfolded very quickly. It was a really fluid situation. Um, one of the the I think primary goals um, at at the immediate time was to kind of contain this problem. So obviously the, the, the Marcus Theater is a large complex of individual movie theaters within that building. And so the, the idea is to try to figure out where these people are. Um, they immediately evacuated the, the customers who were in that theater. Um, I don't think there were a lot of people in the theater at the time, um, and then kind of isolate that, that problem. So it didn't spread to other theaters, and I think they were able to do that very quickly. Um, And they they had very um, frequent communication with the staff on scene. And was just over the
0: phone, called into the theater,
1: then over the phone. The officers were there very quickly. So um, multiple officers, both from the district and and other units, responded to the theater very quickly, and and you know went inside and and made contact with their theater personnel. So there was uh, no significant delay there. Okay, how how was it determined that the suspects had made their way into the theater? Did theater staff notice them kind of coming in? Did they come in the front door? Did they come in the side? Or or was it more that cameras on the highway picked them off going in? Um, My understanding is it was eyewitnesses that saw them go in. Um, There were witnesses that saw them flee the vehicle. Um, And I I think there were witnesses along the way that saw their path as they were running. And there were witnesses that obviously observed them going into into the theater. I believe they entered through the front door. Um, and my understanding is they actually acquired tickets to, to try to appear to be customers. And do you know if, if any of them were armed uh, at the time when they were found or did they have weapons inside the theater? Uh, we did not locate any weapons inside the theater. As I said, there was a loaded handgun uh, recovered from the vehicle.
0: Any more questions?
1: Do you have an idea of just how many officers were involved when we were there it was a huge police presence that were there. What was there? Um, I don't know. I haven't had a chance to go through and, and look at the the um, dispatch roster from that night, but there were m- numerous officers. Um, obviously, when we call in special units like like SWAT, they'll be coming from other districts, and that will supplement our district personnel. We had um, our community policing team respond to assist. Um, I think maybe our, our GenCat team um, was out and about as well, so. Um, as I said, really, really good coordination among the units and, and um, I listened to the entire call um, from home as it was unfolding and was really impressed by, by the coordination and the professionalism our, all of our personnel showed.
0: Thanks, Chief. Thanks. Certainly, um, you know, <laughs> that case had a successful conclusion, it's certainly what we want, but I will tell you Uh, When I first heard about it, um, you know, gave me pause, uh, reminiscent of things we've seen in in other parts of the country. Uh, We received a lot of calls from around the state, Um, certainly received a call from our mayor's office with concern, we were able to update them. and Everyone was made aware that we did not, I repeat, not have an active shooter situation. We had a situation of apprehension of suspects who tried to blend in. Uh, By buying the ticket, I don't think they got their money back, but um, they were all taken into custody as they should have been. So um, good job by everyone. Uh, Any questions for me? The kidnapping that happened yes. um, on 614, how was that first reported? How did MPD find out about it? Yeah, we found out about it from the hit and run. Um, the persons involved in the hit and run um, had gotten obviously into a domestic disturbance. They were upset with each other for whatever reason. And it appeared that when the officers got there, uh, the female driver, as I mentioned, was trying to uh, run over the male who was involved, uh, they were both involved. And so um, as it unfolded, uh, we re- started receiving bits and pieces of information about what could be a crime in this person's vehicle. And so we were able to kind of put two and two together on the scene, and then of course, once the detectives got involved and started looking to see who's this car belonged to, where is this car supposed to be, um, we, compl- we actually discovered uh, this unfortunate crime.
1: The victim and the uh, suspects in custody. Do they know each other before this event?
0: I believe they did. Yes, this was not a random um, event. There was some relationship. We don't know what that relationship is. That'll be part of the homicide investigations as they determine the motive. Obviously someone being kidnapped in their own car, taken to another county, shot on the side of the road. It's a pretty shocking crime. When people hear about this, what do you want them to know about the safety of the community here in Madison? I want them to know that, number one, this wasn't a random event. These, these um, persons knew each other. Uh, whatever disagreements that they may have had with each other was strictly between them. I want the citizens of Madison to know that if you see something, you have to say something, no matter how small it looks. Just like how this began, uh, someone seeing someone that looks like they are trying to run someone over. Someone calling 911 and we coming out to look at it and trying to figure out what's going on. Um most of these cases we've had have not been um um random. These are people who know each other, they have some type of dispute or art dis- or argument. We don't know what that is. Um but if we do, maybe we can help uh community members that may know that someone is arguing or having a dispute about something. We need your help as well. I want the community to know that it takes all of us Uh, public safety is everyone's responsibility, not just the police. And so that's really my message to everyone. Um, I still believe we have a very safe town. We have a very safe city, excuse me. And I think that, um, if we work together, it can be even safer.
1: Can you describe just the challenges of investigation that has you tracking these people and their whereabouts from Madison to Portage back to the Madison area and all the departments that have to play a key role in bringing it together?
0: You know, I think it would be challenging if we didn't work together well. And I got to tell you, the, the cooperation that I've seen since I've been in Madison with other law enforcement agencies have been really second to none you know, you watch TV and, and it's always that this is our case. And, you know, I'm taking the lead. Uh, that doesn't happen in real life. Uh, in real life, everyone jumps in together and they do what they can. If someone needs to stand by the road and wait, uh, they do that. If someone needs to interview uh, a witness, they do that. If someone needs to interview a suspect, they do that. And I wanna mention um, that as uh, these officers um, down in Columbia, were working on this particular case, a storm was coming, and it was a significant one. And despite that, they stayed on scene uh, until they found this person and was able to mark evidence. It's uh, not an easy task, uh, given your own personal safety. At one point, um, I was informed that they were thinking, what would we do if a tornado started right now? where we put our vehicles, but they they stayed in there and they were able to process uh, that information, which will help bring closure, hopefully to someone's family. And you said the vehicle hit a house on Ingersoll, right? What was the extent of the damage to the house? Uh, you know, if a vehicle crashes into a house, I can't imagine that it, that, it, that whatever damage is not going to be significant. So, you know, certainly, uh, it was enough to impair the vehicle or the vehicle was not able to continue on, which was a good thing because we don't want anyone getting ran over by a vehicle. Uh, and so significant damage in my, in my judgment. All right. Well, thank you. Um, if you need any one offs, I think we had a couple of minutes for that. If not, uh, thank you for coming.